0: Hey there, it's Doc from dokidakocom It's been a while, hasn't it? Uh, so much has been happening in the gaming industry. Uh, so many big games are out. I must admit, I am obsessed with playing The Witcher 3 on Nintendo Switch at the moment. It's the best port I've ever seen. I can't believe they've fit that massive game onto such a small device. Uh, Today, though, we're talking about indie game developers, and in particular, uh, a young man named Blake McKinnon, who's 21 years old. He's from Victoria. He's from Strath Downey in Victoria, which is uh, down where I come from. Uh, in Mount Gambier, in South Australia, so it's down near there. I also worked in Hamilton, in uh, in Victoria, there for a while, which is just around the corner. Uh, but Blake actually went to the same high school I went to. Um, he's the cousin of a uh, of a guy who I went to school with, Michael. Um, which is so crazy that uh, so many generations or years later that uh, that you're talking to someone who went to the same school. And in fact, we have similar teachers as well. We spoke a little bit um, just off off uh, off the recording about uh, some of our favorite teachers and in particular big shout out to mike backer who got big praise from both of us he was such an he is such an inspirational teacher um he was my drama teacher and uh yeah really inspirational guy and lovely bloke and if you ever get the chance if you're in down in mount gambia uh you get the chance to go see calamari for breakfast it's his band Uh, they perform a lot and they're really great. So check them out. Uh, Blake's put out this game. It's called blood breed. It's just been released on the Nintendo switch and it's an indie title. It's a brutal retro styled survival horror with a challenging, with challenging gameplay and mature visuals. Um, the nudity in it can be toggled on and off, which is great. Um, Basically, it starts out your car breaks down in a mysterious area. Um, It's full of horrific human remains and you're left to face a murderous maniac who's hunting you down. As you dive deeper into the story, you begin to discover the twisted and paranormal meaning to it all. Will you survive to see the light of day again? (laughs) Um, It's a great game. Uh, it's an indie title it's so cheap for you to buy and I highly suggest you buy it so you can support a great indie game maker so that we can see more games from uh, people like Blake McKinnon Um, here's the chat Super Nintendo.
1: and Go
0: McKinnon for Blake McKinnon Productions, uh, thanks so much for joining me, and congratulations on Blood Breed. it's been released to the Nintendo Switch, it's a great game.
1: Yeah, thank you very much, glad you liked it.
0: <laughs> you've put a lot of time and effort into it, and this, is this your first game that you've you've put out?
1: Uh, it's the first game to be on consoles, but I've put out uh, about six games before it, uh, just free on PC. Oh
0: yeah, cool, so that they would be available still through Steam Store or somewhere like that?
1: Uh, they're on itch.io. Not they're not on Steam because they're only free.
0: Yeah right. Okay. Well, talk us through some of those games and and were they a stepping stone to getting uh, Bloodbreed released?
1: Yeah, pretty much. Um, the first two games are two D that I made with Game Maker. Yeah. Um, and then after I decided I wanted to make three D games, so I uh, started to learn Unity, and that's what pretty much all my other games are made with. That's what Bloodbreed was made with. All of those games are pretty much me learning what I needed to know to make Blood Breed.
0: That's fantastic. And that it really is a its a learning experience, isn't it? Because um, you probably yep, started definitely. off, you didn't know much code and things like that, and, and you've, you've learned along the way.
1: Yeah, uh, before I started, like uh, about 14 months ago, I'd never programmed in my life. I'd done some drag and drop style programming when I was younger, but I'd never written a line of code except for some really basic HTML stuff when I was in high school. So yeah, it was a massive learning experience for me.
0: At 21 years old, um, things have changed so much over the last few years, especially in schools where they're actually teaching code now. They wouldn't have been teaching a lot of it when you were at school, right?
1: No, I I did a couple of IT classes when I was younger, but um, yeah, that was just more for programming for websites. I never did anything for making games at school, so...
0: So you're a bit of a late bloomer.
1: Yeah, a little bit. I I mean, I I worked with um, this program called Scratch when I was a lot younger, and that was uh, like very basic... um, it was more for getting kids into programming. You weren't actually writing lines of code. It was more like drag and thing And it was just a way to sort of get you used to how it worked. So I did a lot of that when I was younger. But yeah, actually writing the lines of code myself has just been a pretty big thing.
0: And so was it formal training that you did, or was it just through, through doing the games that you learned to code and, and create games? Yeah,
1: no, it's all self taught through the internet. I've never been to school or done any classes for it.
0: That's amazing. Isn't it, isn't it incredible that now you can like, um, whenever you don't know something, you go straight to YouTube or to Google and you'll find out after a few clicks exactly how to do it and learn something each and every day.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like I pretty much have learned to code through YouTube pretty much.
0: Yeah, was that your go-to site?
1: Yep. 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 And I, occasionally if I couldn't find what I needed on YouTube I'd just go to Google, but yeah, YouTube for the majority of it.
0: So Bloodbreed uh was released last week on Nintendo. It's available for I think six dollars ninety five, is that right? Uh
1: yes, I think so. It's on I'm not sure what it is full price. I'm, uh, it was on sale, I'm not sure if it still is. Oh right. Yeah. Um in America it's five ninety nine, so that's um yeah whatever that is in Australia.
0: So the thing I like about the game especially is it reminds me of when I was younger playing my PlayStation 1 or even PlayStation Two to some extent. Um, when Resident Evil came out, and it's it's just such a Resident Evil style game. It, it was that part of the inspiration for building it.
1: Oh yeah, um, like PlayStation One horror games were the biggest influence on it for sure.
0: Yeah, so the games like Resident Evil um, and Silent Hill when that came out was it was a big one too. And and this game really really takes uh, a lot of the elements from that, and it's a real homage to those those horror-themed games um, to the point that, you know, it starts off with your car breaking down in this mysterious area. It's just such a classic horror trope, and I really love that uh, about it.
1: Yeah, so obviously Resident Evil and Silent Hill are pretty much the two biggest influences on the game, but also a lot of, like, um, like 80s horror movies as well. I guess it's a little bit cliched, the car breaking down in the middle of nowhere. But, yeah, that's sort of what I was going for, that sort of really retro... Horror style,
0: yeah, certainly you do. You pull it off so much. Um, so you you thank a lot of people at the the beginning of the game um, in the in the credits at the beginning of the game. A lot of family members, I'm assuming.
1: Yes, uh, yes, all my family and my dog.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's great. Did your dog do much coding?
1: Um, not too much. No, but, uh definitely uh, definitely um, helps me out a lot with it because when I'm just sitting by myself for most of the time it's good to have um, a little companion
0: it's that emotional support isn't it
1: yeah for
0: sure so as you get deeper into the game obviously um it's very puzzle focused isn't it so you it's the the main idea of each level is to is to get the key and get to the door at the end of the level without getting slaughtered I think that's a great thing, and I think we're really lacking with those sorts of puzzle games now. Um, everything seems like too over the top, and you know everyone's waiting for the next Witcher 3 or anything, so it's nice to have something that isn't quite as involved as that, that you can pick up at any time and play, and I think that's what Bloodbreed really delivers, that retro feel and puzzle-style game. Uh, is this your favourite type of game to play, the puzzle?
1: It's, it's up there. I'd probably stay um, more into uh, the shooting games. Yeah. More so, and uh, I guess more like RPG style stuff. But um, yeah, I do like the sort of like the key hunting and all that sort of stuff games quite
0: a lot. I, I always remember um, when growing up, we, we used to play these games like Oasis for Shalimar and things like that, where you type in north, south, east, west, and then you type in yep. get key. And and that that for me, it, like when I was playing, I was like, oh, that really felt. I felt that emotional connection to it because of that.
1: Yeah, well, I actually um, a long time ago I actually made a couple of uh, text-based adventure games, actually. That was probably my actual first experience with uh, writing my own code was, yeah, making games like Zork and stuff like that.
0: Zork was just such a classic. I love that.
1: Um, Yeah, me too.
0: So your production company is just you, right?
1: Yep. yep, So so you did
0: everything on the game?
1: Just about. I used... Some pre-made assets, but I do create a lot of it myself. Mm. And also, I get uh, like my my sister; she's in the credits for doing some sound effects and stuff like that. But the majority of the actual uh, like design and all that is done by me.
0: Great, and the voiceover at the start on the radio is that you?
1: yeah uh, yes, that is.
0: <laughs> I thought it might be when I start when <laughs> you started talking to you just now. I was like, I recognise that voice.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: that's funny. And your yes, sister. And- so your sister did some um, some sound effects. You were saying um, was that sort of Foley style sound effects? So um, that real sort of um, cracking of celery and things like that into microphones?
1: Uh, no, she didn't do that sort of stuff. Um, most of uh, like the screams and uh, like the female sound effects of um, like when you run out of stamina, that's her. And every time you die, um, there's really loud screams and mm. all that sort of stuff. It's her.
0: Uh, well, it's a great game. It's available now on the uh, Nintendo Switch. Are you planning to bring it to any other system as well?
1: Um, I'm not sure at the moment. I'm hoping to get a PC release uh, sometime soon. But, uh, yeah, we'll see how that goes. It's uh,
0: it's great. It's also great to see Nintendo. Um, Nintendo is such a supporter of indie games and indie talent. So ever since the Switch came out, we've seen more and more games get released every week on the Nintendo Switch that are of that style. And I think it's a, a real, you know, I take my hat off to Nintendo as a um as a company and the Switch as a system to be able to really uh deliver on that front. Uh is that why you wanted to build a game for the Switch? Uh
1: yeah, Nintendo Switch is what I play uh like a lot of indie games on, so a lot more than uh the Xbox and the Playstation Four seem to get. So yeah, I think um majority of indie developers the Switch is sort of yeah, the main thing that they want to get on.
0: And what about a mobile release at some point?
1: Um Probably not uh, I don't know what the performance would be like on mobile I haven't I don't have any experience with mobile games yeah but yeah I, I would like to get into mobile development down the track a little bit but we'll see how I go so what is next for you
0: what what's the game you're working on now clearly you're not going to stop there you're going to keep going and eventually uh, you know make some epic masterpieces with some big companies further down the track but what's next for you
1: I am currently working on a procedurally generated uh, first person shooter.
0: Oh, well, don't don't hold back. Wow, really?
1: Yeah, yeah, um, I've been working on it for about two months because since I made Bloodbreed, I made two other games. Yeah. And uh, now I'm working on this one. Um, I don't know how long it's going to take me. Uh, It could be uh, six months. I'm not sure. I'd like to get out sooner than that. But, yeah, I'm really excited for this one. I think it's going to be a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, it sounds good. And can we watch um, your, your journey along the way to, to developing these things? Have a YouTube channel that we can check out?
1: Uh, yeah, my YouTube channel is Blake McKinnon Productions. I upload a video about once a week, usually on Sundays, and I pretty much just put up stuff It's um, like me talking about what I'm currently working on, uh, what I've recently added to the game and all that stuff, and I occasionally do uh, commentary videos on my games where I play them and I talk over them, and yeah, just stuff like that. Randomly, I'll do like some other sort of game development stuff. But, um, yeah, mostly it's to do with the games that I'm making.
0: Cool. Well, we'll make sure we put up a link to that on our website as well, so make sure you head there and um, click on that link. Um, you'll find that at random30.com.au and com. Hey, Blake, thanks so much for chatting to us and all the best with the game. I hope it goes amazingly for you, and the next few that come out too. Um, so the the ones you've done in between um, Blood Breed and, and the shooter... Um, Are we going to be seeing them soon?
1: Uh, They're both out already. They're just a lot smaller, so I put them up for free. One's called Dead County, which is a uh, Resident Evil-style game with tank controls. And the other one is a Christmas-themed horror game called (laughs) Slaybells. And, yeah. So, yeah, they're both on itch.io. HIO for
0: free I think you've got your genre all sorted thanks heaps for the chat
1: yeah yep, no worries thanks for having me
0: and thanks so much for listening to this podcast subscribe if you can that'd be fantastic and supporting the website as well com. it really does mean a lot to me um, uh, I do it all in my spare time um, it's a thing that I'm passionate about video games pop culture things like that and uh, and tech reviews so I uh, hope you enjoy it thank you
1: DuckyDarko.com